Welcome back. It's Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, you can follow us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. The Kentucky Derby is here. It is Saturday, uh, post-position time, about 3.57 or so local time. So we got to figure out who are the horses, what should we be doing. So we pop on out to the KDOS hotline, joined by Sean Alvarez once again. You can follow him, as always, on Twitter, at SmoothTurn2. Sean, a Appreciate the time on the show once again. Well, I appreciate you having me on. It's always it's always nice talking with you, but when we do, it's uh, it's usually for you know an exciting weekend of horse racing. So definitely looking forward to this. Uh, absolutely, here. So Churchill Downs, it's hosting the 149th Kentucky Derby. So set the scene for us here, Sean. How long is this track? What's the expected weather? And uh, what does post position mean and determine for some of the horses as well? Yeah, so it's, it's Kentucky Derby. We're going uh, a mile and a quarter on their dirt main track. Um, the, the track is, they're going to go a little bit, they're going to start a little bit further in the stretch just to get that mile and a quarter. So you will have a little bit of time going into that turn two lobby four um, position based on their post position. Um, it's definitely, it's, it's an interesting year this year. Uh, we've already had four scratches. Two of them just happened about 30 minutes ago. So it's kind of a lot of uh, fumbling around trying to make sure that you know, you got you got all your uh, your T's crossed on your PPs and making sure that you're getting the right pace in the race. Um, as far as the weather goes, all week we've been preparing for a wet Oaks and most likely a wet Derby card. Um, I woke up this morning to a new weather report. The one of the trusted guys that I go to says that the storm cell popped up 50 miles south of what they had initially intended to, and thinks that we're we're going to get uh, clear skies on today, Friday, and uh, tomorrow for the Derby. So hopefully we have clear skies. And, and like you kind of alluded to, and I alluded to earlier about post positions, you know, this is a 20-horse field. It's not a it's not a six-horse field where, you know, you can kind of get in the spot that you want to. This is, you know, you have to break how you how you want to break. If you're a speed horse, you have to break well. If you're, if you're a closer, you want to break well as well, just to lobby into position. You're going to see a lot of jockeys as soon as the gate opens, try to get over to that rail. So, you know, you've got people on jocks and horses on the outside that are going to want to use their speed early and maybe use too much trying to get over. And then you've got horses on the rail that might have to use too much speed as well, just to not get shuffled back too much. So, you know, it, it is a lot of guesswork, but, you know, diving into the PPs and, and looking at the, how these horses break in the past, we kind of get a little bit of an idea and hopefully are on the right track tomorrow. Sean Alvarez at Smooth Turn 2 on Twitter, talking all things Kentucky Derby with us here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. Practical move, 10 to 1 odds to win the Kentucky Derby, but on Thursday, scratched from the race as the horse spiked a fever. So can you first explain to us why this is important to protect the horse here? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, very similar. If anybody's played sports, you know, if you wake up and you're, and you're not feeling well, um, usually the fever's their first inclination that there's something wrong with the horse um so same thing you know i mean if you're you know a class you know d1 athlete and you you wake up and you're not feeling well you're not going to go push it um it, it's kind of more in the lines of, of kind of waking up with you know maybe a sore arm if you're a pitcher or kind of an ailment that could get worse um the horses can't talk to us they can't tell us how they're feeling and you know whether or not they can just shake it off so you know, we're talking million-dollar horses. It's it's best to always do right by them. If you do right by them, they do right by you, and uh, it's a partnership. So 
um, it's, it, it's definitely the right move by Tim Yacht's team to uh, scratch his horse. I've heard some people describe this 2023 Kentucky Derby race without horses that set the pace, that there are only a few pace setters and more stalkers. What exactly does this mean, and do you agree with the premise? Yeah, we can kind of uh, rewind to last year. Last year, if you look at the early fractions, I mean, they just ran their eyeballs out early. And anybody that was up even near that pace went too fast too early and had nothing left in the tank. And then we get Rich Strike at, what, 80 to 1, just not circling the field, but had no traffic and just came from the back. So, you know, the more horses need the lead, if a horse, you know, kind of look back in their past performances, have they ever, have they ever passed a horse, you know, in the last half of the race? A lot of the times you can kind of see a horse that when they win, they set the pace on their own, they're not bothered. And when they lose, they're usually not setting the pace or in some kind of speed duel, and they just don't have that closing kick. So, I do agree that compared to last, you know, the last few years, actually, we don't really have those need the lead types, but that's where I kind of disagree is we do have upwards of eight horses that are going to be upward, up or near the pace. If they, if they have it their own way, we may not see the first, first quarter in the, in the second quarter go that fast. But I think a lot of horses like Kings barn, and uh, the Japanese horse, I'm going to butcher, Derma Sotagaki, hopefully I didn't butcher that too much, um, they make a lot of middle moves. So as we get into the, the kind of middle half, going into that turn, we may see them really come up and put pressure on the leaders. So we may see that third or fourth quarter go a lot quicker than, than they kind of expected. So we may not see that early fraction where it just screams closer, but they still might get that pace to run into in that third or fourth quarter as, as they're moving into and going into the, into the uh, clubhouse turn. Sean Alvarez at Smooth Turn 2 on Twitter talking all things Kentucky Derby here. All right, so the odds-on favorite, Forte, at 3-1. to one. So what do you like about this horse and his style? He, he's, he's really done nothing wrong. Um, he's one, one, uh, one loss in his career uh, that, was, that was at Saratoga. We nickname it the Graveyard of Champions. He wasn't quite a champion then, but it, it kind of comes with the territory that that would be the one place that he did lose. Um, he did come back and win an impressive run at the, in the hopeful at Saratoga, so it's not like he couldn't run there. But the one thing that's nice about this horse is he's not necessarily pace dependent. He will come from off the pace, to, but he doesn't need a really fast pace to run into. He has stayed somewhat connected at Gulfstream, and he's come from a little bit further back at, some, at somewhere like Keeneland. So there's not a lot to knock about him, um, but it, do you love him enough to follow the favorite price? Um, I currently don't. I, I won't. I probably won't get beat by him, but to swallow those kind of odds, and he's going to have to pass some, some pretty decent horses going in a 20-horse you know, field. I'm generally trying to play against the favorite if I don't think he's a world beater. Uh, sticking along those lines here, uh, Tappet Trice and Angel of Empire, 5-1 to one and 8-1 to one respectively. So how have these horses been doing, and do they have what it takes to, to win the Kentucky Derby? Yeah, we'll start with, uh, with Tappet Trice. Tappet Trice is definitely an interesting horse, doing a lot. He's done a lot of, of, of good things. Like, same, kind of same thing about Forte. He's come from way off the pace. He's been a little bit more connected. My only issue with Tappet Trice is he – I don't know this for, for – a fact, I don't speak with Todd Pletcher very often or ever. Um, I don't think this horse likes the rail at all. He's, in every one of his races, even coming from the rail, starting in the one post, 
He's found a way to move to the outside and be, be wide going into the first turn and coming into the second turn. In his last workout at Churchill, they purposefully rode him wide. So I'm thinking he shies away from the rail, doesn't like the rail. He's coming from the five path. I don't think Luis Saez is going to get, you know, a, a really great trip to be able to move him out. So he's going to have to be comfortable in the position that Luis can find him and settle him in. And I, I think he's definitely good enough. I, I love that Luis stays on. He knows the horse. He knows his quirks and, and tendencies. So if there's anybody that can get get that, you know, get get through that, it would be the combination of Todd Fletcher and Luis Saez. Um, jumping to Angel of Empire, this is my top pick. Uh, if, if you followed any of my picks or listened to me talk, there's no <laughs> – it's, it's no surprise that I love Flavian Pratt. I think he's one of the best jockeys in the country. Uh, he has had a little bit of an off year going into the, into the end of last year and into the, uh, the beginning of this year. But he, he gets his horses to settle – and he gets his horses to, to just relax where he feels that they're most comfortable in their best position to win the race. He had a huge Arkansas Derby win in the last race, just running away from the field. He's continuing to get better and better um, as far as speed figures go. And if he can improve off of that last effort, I really think that this, is, this could be the horse to be. Um, so that's where I'm going to land with my top pick. Down the page a little further, Kings Barn twelve to one, two fills twelve to one, verifying fifteen to one. So, what can you tell us about these horses, and uh, do they have a realistic shot? So, the interesting thing, and kind of uh, makes me even point more towards Angel of Empire as my top pick. Kings Barn, his last time out, won. He's three. He's three and zero. Oh. He's he's only raced three times. He's won three times. He ran going away in the Louisiana Derby. He was ridden by Flavian Pratt. So I don't know for a fact, but I would imagine that Flavian had choice over wh- whether he wanted to ride an undefeated horse or Angel of Empire. He chose Angel of Empire. Um, so and, and the only way he gets paid is if his horse you know, finishes well. So I'm going to go with the jockey that knows the horse a little bit better. That's why I like Angel of Empire. As far as Kings – or a little bit more. As far as Kings Barn goes, I kind of alluded to this earlier when I was talking about the pace – this horse does his best running in that third, fourth panel of the race. He, he, he doesn't need the lead. He doesn't need to be super connected, but he runs his fastest race in that kind of third and fourth quarter of the race. So this is the horse that I think is going to come up and put pressure on those leaders, make them run a little bit faster, hopefully set it up for someone like uh, Angel Empire coming off the pace. Two fills is definitely interesting. Uh, Larry Riveri, Rivelli trains. Jareth Loveberry rides. It's both their first ever Kentucky Derby starter. The horse is working out great in the morning. Um, again, he draws the three post that we talked about earlier. He's got 16 other horses that are going to come flying from his right, trying to battle for position. I really like this horse to, to run underneath. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets away with the win, but he won't be on the win in for me. I think if Jareth Loveberry just sticks on the rail sits there, tries to stay somewhat connected, and just hopes for horses to kind of drift out going into that final turn, the rail opening up. And I think that, that this horse can, could definitely come through. He ran a big race at Turfway last time out in the Jeff Ruby Stakes. Again, if he can improve off of that, he's going to be dangerous. But he's going to be trip-dependent coming off that three-post. Uh, verifying, again, I, I don't really like verifying to hit the, hit the board. I, I wasn't super impressed. With his race last time out, he hasn't done much to impress me. But, again, this is a horse that, coming from the two-path, he has early speed. I do think that this horse could find himself setting the pace 
Um, and if he doesn't set the pace, he's going to be up and near the lead and hopefully making them go a little bit faster than they want to. Sean Alvarez, follow him on Twitter at SmoothTurn2. We're having a Kentucky Derby conversation here on KDUS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. So you've been talking about a lot of races. So is there a race that is considered the showcase race before the Kentucky Derby or a race that similarly compares to this race that some of these horses have stood out on or, or how you kind of uh, watch what's going on to be able to feel like you have a handle on how to handicap the Kentucky Derby? Um, you know, there's not really necessarily specific races that I would upgrade horses. You, you do get a, a decent amount of Kentucky Derby winners coming out of the bluegrass at Keeneland um, and also the, uh, at Santa Anita and the Santa Anita Derby. But that's going to come, come down to, you know, trainers that, that go, to those, go, go to those tracks. You know, we've, we've seen a lot of Bob Baffert horses win the Kentucky Derby. Obviously, they're probably going to come from Santa Anita. That's his home track before Kentucky. Same thing with Keeneland. It's a huge, it's a huge meet, and all the trainers from the East Coast and Midwest want and, and, and kind of pinpoint those meets. So you are going to get Kentucky Derby favorites and possibly winners coming out of those. You know, uh, Turfway, the Jeff Ruby stakes that I spoke about earlier, it's not necessarily a, a big launching ground coming into the uh, Kentucky Derby, but Turfway shippers run real, really well. So for any future kind of ideas or even looking at kind of the undercard in the derby if you see a horse that their last race was at turfway they generally their form travels uh well from turfway to to other tracks um whereas you get a track like aqueduct which is very it's kind of its own thing that those those forms usually don't travel very well but everything's relative you know sprinters at aqueduct do well it's there's a lot of trends and angles you kind of got to find one that you like um they're obviously not all going to work every time so if I'm hearing you correctly here, when we're figuring out if we're going with just one horse that we like to win the race outright, you would favor Angel of Empire at 8-1. to one. Correct. Yeah, I, I really like Angel of Empire. It's, he's, he's getting early money. I don't know if it's, it's just because of, you know, a horse like Practical Move scratching. And so a lot of the, the, the lower odd monies are, are, are moving around a little bit, but Last time I saw he he started at eight to one, and I think I've seen him at like five or six to one on early odds. So he is getting attention, which I like. Um, not not a lot of public betters are putting bets in right now. It's usually um, you know people that are connected in the industry and have you know boots on the ground. So I like the fact that he's he's getting a little bit of play, and that would be my if I'm playing one horse, that would be the horse. But the other thing is, is you don't just play one horse, right? There's plenty of other options to add horses, finishing positions, exacta bets, trifecta bets, you name it. So how will you look to play this 2023 Kentucky Derby? So I'm, I'm going to play a little bit of an exacto. Um, uh, two horses that we didn't, didn't uh, talk about earlier. It's the number eight mage. If you like the, the favorite forte, um, there's, there's a lot to like about mage. Made, uh, made, made first run in the Florida Derby, actually made the lead, and just, just was passed uh, late by Forte. I think Javier Castellano knows that. He's going to wait a little bit longer. I think, I think if you like Forte at 3-1, thir- at to one, there's a lot to like about Mage at 15-1. to one. Um, I do not like the, uh, the main Japanese horse, Derma Sanagaki, mainly for all the travel that they're doing. So, you know, he's coming from Japan. He went to Dubai. Now he's, now he's in the United States. It's just a lot of, tra- a lot of travel. I think this horse isn't going to fire their best effort. On that flip side, there's a horse that's going to, um, 
that's going to get into the field because of scratches, and it's a 22 Mandarin hero. Ran a big race in the uh, Spin Anita Derby last time out, just lost the practical move, and he ran – If he didn't necessarily have traffic problems, but he split horses late and made that move pinned in between two horses. Horses usually don't make moves when they're pinned in. It's a lot of – it's a very tight um, – it's, it's just a tight opening, and horses just kind of shy away from that. And he jumped through it and tried and tried his best uh, to to track down practical move and went by him after the after the wire. So I'm going to use those two horses again underneath. So I'm going to play the five tap at trice and the fourteen angel of empire over the three five eight fourteen fifteen and twenty two. If you play that exacto for a dollar, it's it's ten dollars. All right, one more time for everyone who's out there listening. So what's on top and what's on bottom? So it's a dollar exacta. On top, you're going to have the 5 and the 14. On bottom, you're going to have the 3, the 5, the 8, the 14, the 15, and the 22. Sean Alvarez, follow him on Twitter, at SmoothTurn2 on Twitter, chatting all things Kentucky Derby here. So is there anything else that you want us to know about this 2023 Kentucky Derby that maybe you're paying attention to that hasn't caught you know our public eye yet? Um, I, I was watching the races at Churchill yesterday, and a lot, of, a lot of the races played, especially on the dirt, played towards speed. If you look on Twitter, you'll see a lot of horse racing people complaining about it. We call it the highway. It's hard. It's very, it's very difficult for closes to make up any ground. Usually the, the horses that are setting the pace or, or near the pace are just difficult to, to track down. So it's something to keep an eye on today and early races tomorrow. Um, I think that they, were, they, they have the track playing that way in anticipation of the rain. So they may open it up. They may not. It's, just, it's something to keep an eye on. If you see horses that you don't necessarily think should win the race and they just they set the pace and they go on, it's something to just put in the back of your mind. You might want to play horses that are a little bit closer to the pace if that uh, continues. And, Sean, here's the big question, though. What sort of hat are you wearing for tomorrow? <laughs> I am sitting in my living room playing in a contest. So um, I probably will not be wearing a hat if I do. Um, I don't know, probably a Braves hat. You know, I'm a big Braves fan, so that would be my uh, my good luck charm, I think, I guess. All right, well, the Braves are doing really well. We greatly appreciate you taking some time for us, chatting all things Kentucky Derby. Enjoy the, the race tomorrow. Thank you. I appreciate it. Once again, he is Sean Alvarez, and you can follow him on Twitter at SmoothTurn2.